Welcome to episode 17 of the Black in Fashion Podcast. Today I am joined by two of my faves, Danielle. Hi. Say hey, Danielle. And Hi. Aaliyah. Hey. I want to tell you guys a little bit about both of them. So, Danielle is a 10 year retail styling professional and a mother of two. She has managed and styled at Saks Fifth Avenue, Yagal, um, and Rent the Runway. She has her own styling um, and closet concierge company called Trendy Styles. She prides her business and career on styling and finding the perfect look for women with several different body types, age ranges, and ethnicity. Danielle does all this while raising two kids, attending PTA meetings, Little League football, and giving her children and fiance dinner on the table every night. Mm. I call her super mother. Yes. How you doing? I also have Aaliyah Lauren. Um, she actually went to Columbia and studied business management, and then she went abroad to study footwear in Italy. She has designed for Neiman Marcus, Kay Unger, and she also has her own shoe wear line called Aren. It is a luxury brand coming out soon. Yes. So I want to put all the information in the show notes and stuff. So the way I like to start off is by doing a game. It's called This or That. And I'll give it to both of you guys, and you guys just got to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Coffin or stiletto? Coffin. Coffin. <laughs> Wait, why am, I, why am I lying? I'm wearing stiletto right now. I'm lying. You stiletto. definitely are. Okay. That's why I was looking at that. <laughs> I tried it. What's she okay. saying? <laughs> Berets or head wraps? Ooh. It depends on the I was going to say it depends on where I'm going. You only right. get one. Pick one. Wrap my hair up then. Wrap it up, baby. Wrap. Mules or wedges? Ooh, a mule. mule. Off the shoulder or half shoulder? I like both. I, I like the half when I, when I want <laughs> I'm to. I was gonna say, look, child, but I love the off the shoulder. So my deglate is my skinniest part. I love little off the shoulder, honey. Yes. All mm-hmm. right. Shorts or pants? Pants. Pants. Skirts or dresses? Skirts. I'm definitely gonna say a skirt on that one. I love a pencil skirt. Curls or straight hair? Straight. Mm-hmm. Red lip, straight. Red lip, nude lip, nude. Red all day. All right now. If you wait, last one. If you could go without one, lashes or brows? Oh, you gonna take your lashes <laughs> off? Honey. Your brows never gonna go nowhere. Honey. It would have to be lashes. <laughs> you can take the lashes off, honey. You can take them right on off. All right. So first segment we're gonna dive into is called "It's a Look." So I need both you guys to give me somebody in the media that you felt that slayed this week. It could be in print, it could be on TV, it could be your favorite TV show, but something that you saw out there that you was like, ooh, okay, sis, I see you coming through this week. You know what, really? I'm here for Laura DeWitt. Mm -hmm. Um, If you guys aren't familiar with her, she is a jewelry designer slash entrepreneur, just a creative director in, in a sense, but she came out with Cardi B. She was the mastermind behind Cardi B going to the Brooklyn Museum. Uh-huh. I'm here for that. Okay. I'm here for that Brooklyn Museum, Cardi B, and Spotify. I'm here for that. I gotcha. Leah? Hmm. I'm looking. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got to check and see. Got to you know check what? and see. Who you like this week? Or is there somebody that you like, period, that you feel like this, often always This is somebody I like, like period. Who? To me, a classic, timeless person. To me, Who? is always going to be Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes. Somebody said her last week. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, she got I don't, I don't no, mean no, to repeat. Fine. But she just she always has it together. I love the pops of color. I love the textures. I'm loving her hair. She just 
does whatever. And it, it, there's no rules. And it's just like, you just do it. And I love that. Me too. And what is that, Lauren DeWitt? I, I don't know who she is. Lauren DeWitt, she's hmm. amazing. She, like I said, she's a creative director but she specializes in the gaudiest of jewelry. She's bringing back archive pieces. People, the new age right now, vintage is, is new. Gotcha. So she's bringing a vintage flair, a retro flair on jewelry, but making it as a costume, and I'm here for that. Gotcha, okay. So let's jump right on in. So Danielle, what was your first retail gig, and what did it teach you? My first retail gig was actually at Barney's New York Warehouse. Shout out to uh, Warehouse, rest in peace. Actually went under. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, she <is> strong. Right. <laughs> it actually went under. Um, but I started off in the credit department, and uh -huh. um, one of the bosses heard me speaking well about the credit, and that was when signing people up for a credit card was do or die. Ten years ago, mm -hmm. you had to get a credit card. He said, listen, if you can sell a credit card, you can sell a $20,000 garment, and the rest is history. And that's how that happened. Aaliyah, what was your <clears> first <throat> corporate job, and what did it teach first you? First corporate job. Corporate fashion job. I'd say, because I've been in business management and everything. <laughs> um, my first fashion job was one in Dallas, and okay. we designed for about 10 different brands. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that I learned everything from the front to the back, marketing just everything there was to it because it was a family-owned business. I got to see everything. And we actually, and you talk about a company going down, um, was it Caitlyn Jenner? Caitlyn Jenner wore one of our shoes. You know who they sent that email to? The people in the office. I love it. No, that wasn't good. Because <laughs> we were supposed to tell the world because that's how you push sales because I have a business. They didn't, oh, they only told the company right. why they, they didn't put it in the us. media. Got I said, excuse it. me. Well, that doesn't do y'all no justice. That's what we I know. Said. I said, I said, look, I said, it, it doesn't matter that we know. I said, we right. need the world to know because that's going to increase our sales. You know, I have a marketing background. So I'm like, hey, we need to capitalize on this. They're like, oh, well, we, I think they just really didn't support, you know. So. <laughs> right. That's a horse up in the yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> So I would say that from both ends, so a lot of people say that retail is really hard. And it then like be. on the other side, they said the corporate is too hard to get into. So, how have you managed to survive in retail so long? And then for you, did you feel like it was an easy adjustment getting into, or did it take a long time to get there? Okay, so, Either one. <clears throat> excuse me, um, first and foremost, number one, product knowledge. You cannot sell a $1 garment, or you cannot sell a $100,000 garment if you don't know the product knowledge behind it. If someone is paying $1 for something, they wanna know what that dollar is going towards. And if they're paying $50,000 for a Sherling or a Sable jacket, mm -hmm. they wanna know, was the Sable, it, was, it in a, was it in a farm? Was it in a house? Was it being bathed? They wanna know those things. So product knowledge for me is number one, and that's, been, that's helped me um, be successful in my career. And also, knowing your client, you have to be able to adapt to different clients. You have to know, you have to be the friendly type, you have to be the babysitter. I'm a psychiatrist, I'm a psychologist, I'm a stylist, mm -hmm. I'm all of those things. So you have to be able to, to relate on different levels. There's a new mom out there who doesn't know how to work on her new body. She just had a baby, she's, she's struggling right now. Mm -hmm. There's also a person that lost 150 pounds. Mm -hmm. They don't, they're still thinking they wear a size 20, but now they're in a size eight. So they don't know how to adjust to that new body type. So you really have to know your client and know your product and that's really how you stay successful in retail and in luxury retail at that gotcha I definitely corporate. agree with that um, corporate so 
I decided that I wanted to get into footwear and I knew that I wanted to go to the masters, the originators of it. So I literally did some research. I contacted some people out here who um, had previously gone there and they had fashion magazines today and they recommended a school to me in Milan. And so I researched it and I was like, I said, this is the school I wanna go to. I love it. I'm not doing these marketing jobs anymore. I don't wanna be in, in that part of corporate America. So I went there and it was really intense. It was 10 hour days, six days a week. For the classes? Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. Um, it was hand sketching with pencils. It wasn't wow. digital because I actually didn't pick up um, Photoshop and Illustrator until I got back into the States and I got my first job. So I would say learning with the manufacturers and going to the places where Giuseppe makes his shoes and all these other high-end yeah. brands and, and <clears throat> being able to see the, the craftsmanship that goes into an Italian shoe, which is where a brand is going to be produced. Of course. Um, <laughs> it was, it's just, it's nothing, those people have been doing this for centuries and centuries. Like they know it like the back of their hands and it's nothing like a shoe that's made, I'm sorry, in Italy. It just... It's something about it. So I think getting that knowledge from those people that have been doing this forever was really um, kind of my claim to fame. And I actually, I'm not going to say lucked up. I'll call it I was blessed. Mm -hmm. um, I had a friend in Dallas, and um, they called me, and they're like, hey, what was the name of that school you went to in Italy? And I'm like, why? Um, and I'm actually back into an, a corporate America regular <laughs> marketing job. Hated mm -hmm. my life. Um, and he was like, just tell me the name. So I told him, and calls me back, hey, my client, he was a physical therapist, mm -hmm. owns a footwear company. Now they're in Dallas, but they make millions a year. They're looking to hire somebody that went specifically to your school. There were only two Americans in that school. I was one of them. Wow. Everybody else was from India. They were from Germany. They were from, they're from everywhere around the world. So the fact that I got that opportunity, um, and then being a black girl, um, absolutely. was absolutely amazing. Um, he knew that I didn't have any hands-on experience as far as I, this was technically my first um, my first fashion job. Um, he said, but I know that the school you went to trained you well. He said, I went there 40 years ago. Wow. And this was the son of the father who originally started the company. So um, they moved me out, paid for the first few months of rent. I got all new, brand new furniture. Yes. Um, I got to travel across Europe with the company. We got to go to the tanneries. We got to go to the manufacturers. We got to go fashion shopping around Europe. Yes. Danielle's um, yes. <laughs> going to Europe next Child, week. So catch, catch she's going yes. to Paris. Ooh, yes. <laughs> we did Paris. We did Italy. We did, oh my gosh, we were all over the place. And it. just fashion shopping. And we would buy shoes and we would, you know, kind of break them down and look at the new trends, you know, because things don't hit the U.S. until seems like years later Forever. so I would say that that school specifically um, really gave me the boost I needed um, and it, it really just changed my life from there because at that moment I knew I said okay it's time for my own to come out yeah. right. because I, I've seen everything yeah gotcha. I True. love that so how for you how do you stay um, ahead of the trends and like what do you look for for inspiration honestly Inspo for me, and fashion is from Europe to street fashion, but for me, fashion for me starts at home. Mm -hmm. There is so much fashion bleeding in New York, New Jersey, tri-state area right here. I literally almost look at homeless people or people who are in a yes, disarray for a fashion inspo. I physically, two days ago, saw a homeless person wearing the chicest cloak I've ever seen. It was dirty. It had patch, literally like patches this person had found throughout New York City and had put it on 
this coat that she made. I stopped and I said, wow, that's street fashion. That's what I like to see. That's raw. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's what inspires me. I like to see that street fashion first because I like to put a street fashion with a little editorial twist mm -hmm. because gotcha. you can always clean something yeah. up. You can always tweak it. But for me, where it starts is definitely home. I like to look at what the people are wearing. Music, editorial, magazines, the real people can't get to that. You're trying to. You go broke doing that. But mm -hmm. will you actually be able to evolve your closet into that all in a Vogue magazine, that one spread? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Not the real person. So for me, definitely my inspiration comes from street fashion. It's coming from social media. It's coming from those up-and-coming girls who are doing little dance things. I'm like, oh, she's cute. She did a little cutout. I'm enjoying that. I like that type of stuff. So for me, I'm, 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 a, I'm a people's person. I'm here for the people. And number one inspo for me is definitely street fashion. Gotcha. When you design shoes, are you looking at apparel or are you creating like your own trends for shoes? I absolutely am in love with this question. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> yes. when I design shoes, so first of all, my brand is very sexy. It's very, it's about that strong woman. Um, it. It's about demanding attention when you walk into a room. So when I'm literally designing, I have in my huge storyboard, is, is oh my gosh I have naked pictures of women and it, they're not um, raunchy but it's it's like I love shoulders I love shapes I love the natural so I I, I love the woman like we, we are beautiful creatures right. in all sizes and shapes and colors I love that um, I'm also always looking at fashion always always looking at fashion um, I always love a little bit of chic with street I like to yeah. be a little bit of slouch. Period. <laughs> and they have some at the bottom. Period. And I just, I love that. I would wear combat boots with a pencil skirt. Um, it's just, and to me, like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't come from, because what a lot of people don't know about the fashion industry is there are people that literally sit there and they decide what's going to be a trend. And it doesn't always work. And a lot of times, what are they doing? They're looking at the streets. They're looking at things that are natural. They're looking at, they're like, oh, okay, this is what we need to catch on to. So I'm looking at everything. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the girlfriends around me. You know, what are they wearing? What are we doing? Where are we going? Mm -hmm. What kind of business things are we get to? What kind of trips are we going on? What are we seeing on those trips? What kind of colors? Because all these neons are trending right now. And it's just mm. like, where is that coming from? I just from? got me a lime green jacket yes. I couldn't find a mustard, child. And I was just like, this <laughs> lime about to be I told you, I was like, girl, I couldn't find no goddamn mustard jacket. Yes. But I found a lime one. And she's like, neons yes. are in. I'm like, yes. purchasing, purchase and check out. I can't wait. I think it's. I think it's coming tomorrow. Oh, y'all yes. be wearing it next Friday. Yeah, listen, y'all. So I go to that comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing the lime at the comedy show. I'm like, and I'm wearing some fatigues with that shit. And I got a Pulp Fiction t-shirt. I'm about to come through, girl. That's But that's what I'm here for. That's yeah. a mix and match. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. how you're supposed to. Fashion has no boundaries. And I'm mm -hmm. tired of people that's saying I love about you it. can't wear matching separates. I that's love That's old fashion. That's old fashion. Listen, honey, I will wear a matching separate in two seconds. I love a matchy-matchy, but I will literally I'm separate I'm on a monochromatic baby you I can get me it. four different four oh, yeah. different navies I my, I'm, a, I'm gonna have a different i think i did that recently too i had on a navy shoe i had on a navy jumpsuit i had on a navy duster and then i had a navy fur long line uh on top of and it, it was lit. and it was all different color navies but when i tell you i was just came through i'm like i'm here for this navy moment mm -hmm. it's a whole moment that's no, happening right now no and i had on navy tims too child i had Not on tims. With, with the heels on them well, yes, welcome girl. to new york child <laughs> <laughs> 
Not no. to. Now, speaking of you said like boundaries and stuff like that, do you feel that like you've hit, both of you guys have hit like boundaries or like objections or like obstacles and stuff like that, being like the only black girl in your positions? Like, have you faced a lot of challenges and like in being in retail and being in corporate? Um, are you the only black girl in your position? So, I mean, how has that played out for you? I mean, absolutely. Right now, I'm at an amazing company, um, Rent the Runway. Uh, but before that, um, I was an assistant manager. Well, actually, not even assistant manager. I managed the shop on Madison Avenue for Yagala Zarel, which is a very they didn't give you the title, but they made you do the work. Right. They never gave me the. T- you see how that worked out? Oh, yeah, I know that. Never gave me there. the title, but literally we'll take, we'll take, gave we'll take, we'll take me the workload. I was the buyer, the seer of the store, mm-hmm. the head, the head H and I C, pretty mm-hmm. much. What what's H and I C? The head nigga in charge. You can say that, baby. It's the Black and Fashion Podcast. <laughs> oh, so what's the head nigga in charge? <laughs> okay, I'm like, this is black. I'm like, this is the Black fa- right, Black and so Fashion. Talk, you so head nigga okay. in charge. You yeah, head period, nigga in charge. Period. And that period, and that's how that happened. So when you're given, I was given all these responsibilities um, to do, but never, never got to that level that I wanted and I wanted the title more than anything because the title may not mean shit to you but, but it, it means, it means it something me. for us. did you get the money did you get an increase in pay for all that bullshit <laughs> it was bullshit it wasn't what I wanted to be making without what you run a store on Madison Avenue in New York City that you I should be pushing 120 grand no I wasn't correct no, I wasn't doing that but if I were but if I were Becky maybe, yeah my name was Samantha <laughs> but I always got that but the thing about it is it was always a trick because I always get the shock face like the Oh, you're Danielle. Oh, yes, I'm her. You expected a little white woman. That's right, what you wanted. That's how my voice sounds. Like that's what you wanted. <laughs> <That's how laughs> you got a, but you got a you got a short, frumpy black bitch who got a big ass mouth. So that's the thing. And what what tricks it up about the diversity and being in luxury fashion and being one of the only chocolate girls is different. And even the shades of of black girls mm-hmm. really matters. Being a chocolate chip in this industry is almost dangerous. It's almost we're exti- we're extinct. <laughs> We're no, only, I agree, girl. We're null and void here. There uh-huh. are not many people that look like us, and it's very sad. And not for nothing, I want to change and be a gay man. So can y'all can help me do that. <laughs> Please don't, don't leave us. Don't look. Leave us. If y'all can help me find a doctor. You know, that's that's, but that's 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 the issue here. Bitch, you gonna um, do the whole surgery and turn it to a gay man? Bastard. Caitlyn Jenner did it. <laughs> <laughs> So what challenges have you faced in corporate fashion uh, being the only black girl? Okay, so my first fashion job, I was literally the only black person in the company. So Sick. now when I initially got there, it, it was great. They were praising me. They're like, you went to this amazing fashion school, blah, 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 blah. And it was our design team was very small. It was my boss and it was me. And it was basically this other girl. She did apparel. And I just couldn't figure out what she was doing in, in footwear, in the design department. But okay, you, you have some things to contribute, but I never saw her sketch. Um, she didn't come up with original <laughs> ideas. And I didn't, I wasn't, I'm not tripping. I'm blessed to be here. I'm happy to have this opportunity. Right, right. So I definitely didn't have a problem at all. Um, learned from her as well. But as soon as she found out that I was going to be the one going to trade shows, that I was going to be the one going to Europe, that I was going to be staying in these resorts and these five-star places, and I was going to be, like you know, and she was just like, well, why, why is she? And then we actually hired another lady. She's actually from um, New York. She was in, uh, she did sunglasses. And I'm like, why are you here? Why are you here? That actually is so, what it. What actually started happening when this older 
white woman came in with this younger one, they went like this. They were like, hey, she don't know what she doing. Look, 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 look at her. Look at, look at, look at her. Trying to wean her out. And I'm sitting here like, what do you, and I remember having a meeting with my boss and he was like, you know, we need you to do more sketches faster, blah, blah, blah. And mind you, when I came to the company, I did not know how to digitally sketch. I could not. Right. Um, I did everything by pencil and hand and rulers and measuring because that's what we did in Italy. Yeah. So when I got here, I literally taught myself night after night after night. When I tell you I picked up Photoshop and Illustrator Come within on, a week, and I was designing my own shit that I never showed them, because you're right. not going to get credit you, from this. Absolutely Because they will snatch your shit ex- in two seconds. Let girl. me tell you, I, I learned quite a bit about a company. Um, when we went to Europe, we would my boss would take a shoe, he would send it to the manufacturer, and what you doing with that? Mm-hmm. What, what you doing with that? Because in Italy, they put a rock in front of me, they said, be inspired, sketch. And I'd be like, so I can show you when some stuff. Ooh, I yeah. mean, that's that's the kind that's of stuff we were doing. They're really trying to push your mind, push yeah. your perception. Yeah. I, I took a concept class when I was in um, fashion design school, so, and I fucking hated it because it made me think. And I think that's probably why I hated it. I learned to appreciate it towards the end. Mm-hmm. But initially, I'm like, this bitch is getting on my nerve. But she made me design a collection out of emotion. Yes. And that's I was what just you like, to do. the whole process of doing it, I was just like, bitch, I ain't emotional about nothing. What right. you talking about? But you like, are, so, though. You I am. Are. But at the time, I'm like, I ain't got it. So I ended up doing a whole collection on domestic violence because at that time, that's what I was going through. And I didn't want to do it, but I found when I really dug deep into it, it was fucking, it came out fucking beautiful. I got an A. I got an A in that class. Well, I got sure an A on that did. project. But, and the way I presented it and stuff like that, like my mood board tripped the whole fucking class out. They like, what the fuck is this? Because you went off, you went, went off, off rocker. And all right. of the sketches and all of the drawings and all of the clothing was black. It was all distressed. It was all ripped up. Mm. And my teacher, when I put it up there, she was like, it took her back. It looked like it was because you know purple was the domestic violence color. It was all purple, dark, dark hues of purple and black and shading. And it was just like a lot of like shame and embarrassment because at the time that's why I didn't want to talk about it either because right. I was embarrassed and I was still in it when I did it. Right. You know, I hadn't got away from it yet. Right. So it was like it was right there with me. And I was like, This bitch didn't push me to no limit and you know you gotta present that shit. So I was in there right. like And I bet you that was your best work. Best yeah. work. Yeah. And, and that's because she pushed me. Because that was passion. She pushed me and she really mm-hmm. pushed me and I just I did not want to do it because I'm like, oh man, look me emotional. I'm good. Good, I'm a G. Like, I'm, you know, <laughs> I, I, hold, I hold a lot of stuff up, But now, I feel like when I design now, I do. I dig a lot deeper, mm-hmm. you know, for the inspiration and what I do and stuff like that. But beforehand, girl, I'm like, I was designing, like, oh, it's pretty. <laughs> right, I like pretty. this. But it took me to another mm-hmm. level with my design too, and learning to design off of emotion. And that's exactly yeah. What and you at needed. first, I'm like, this is some fucking bullshit. Right. My but first I appreciated com- it. I and she mm-hmm. even afterwards, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm See, good. got it out. Right, I got it out. Every you you wanted to pull it out of me, and she was like. Oh my, because she used to always call me a pain in the ass because I used to complain so much because I didn't want to do it. I, right. I just didn't want to do it. Like, right. It challenged me. It made me think. It made me do a lot. And I was just like, I don't want to do it. I want to take the easy way out. Period. But it taught me patience. It taught me like to take my time and like really put some thought into it opposed to just like throwing shit down on the paper. So mm-hmm. I appreciated that she did me like that because she... She, that one lady with me in the shape. Listen, <laughs> like my grandmother Wait, would say. Well, you so, wanted to come up. Oh, her name was Virginia Haven. Have you ever heard of her? She was in the fashion department. Now, see, Virginia I wasn't Haven. in the fashion department. Right, right, right. That's crazy. I didn't get into fashion until after Columbia. Right, so. yeah. So, at like, Columbia, like, because she was one of the uh, faculty members, like, for the entire thing. Like, she had, okay. like, office. I think she was, like, the VP or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she was just, like, afterwards, I was like, this bitch is crazy, but this bitch is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, we did a collection off of sugar cane. She, so, she, she told us to pick a fruit. 
We had to pick a fruit and do a collection. Sugar cane. I did a whole fucking collection on sugar cane, bitch, and it was beautiful. I did a collection on black hair. Everything was braided. Love it. Everything was like shapely. I went to the uh, museum, the art institute, and I went looking at all this black art and stuff like that. And I pulled out the colors. I pulled out the shape. I pulled out mm. all the different textures of the oh, hair and yummy. shit. Yeah. Yeah. She. Ooh, she pushed me. Ooh, I hated her. Listen, so I loved you her. Needed her. I hated her and I loved her. The same my time. first collection that. that I designed in school, my instructor said, "What is this?" Oh, I said, oh. Oh. no, she didn't. Was it always a guy? And his Italian <laughs> accent. It, it was just, what do you mean? <laughs> it wasn't good. He said, he said, what is this? It looks like everything else. Wow. You need, sometimes you need, like my grandmother would say, rest her soul, you need to put pen to paper and foot to ass. Sometimes <laughs> you need that. You really do. Sometimes you got to get kicked in your ass. You have to get kicked phenomenal. in your ass. To do period. To actually Absolutely. do some work. It I came to. up with my first, my first shoe back when I was in school in Italy. Came up with that sketch there. You see? Mm-hmm. After he kicked me in my ass and yeah. I was like, I did 20 shoes. And he was like, <laughs> and he didn't give a shit. Do them again. Yeah. Again. So uh, now we gonna move into like I have a segment called fashion stories. So it could okay. be a success story or it could be a disaster story, um, but it needs to be like either client related, customer related, or coworker related. Well, and we just actually getting into this. Actually, it's a it's a for me it's a both. I think it's both ways. Coworker and a client. It's a coworker and a client because it all happened in the in the same in the same sense um, first and foremost it was a client of mine uh, who actually paid me and luckily for me in my industry I can count on one hand how many ain't shit clients I had who disrespected me who thought I was lower than what I was I've actually not really come across a lot of people That's like fair. that most people have actually been very open to me and love my energy and they're here for that mm-hmm. because real recognizes real right. and I'm telling you the shit doesn't fit you sis don't like it I'm being honest with you Sis, you can tell me you're a size six all you want, but your hips is saying 12. <laughs> your, your father's back is saying something else. So that's what that is. Don't tell me two. You said your father's back? Yup. Ah, you got a man yeah. back? <laughs> your, that's your father's shoulder. Slide so, that shade in there real quick. Right. So your because the girls back. be the, girl, cause the girls be lying all the time they get, because they get me all the time with that. You know, especially when you know this industry. Mm-hmm. We know, just like you know a shoe, you could look at somebody and you could look at a shoe and go, that was Nice quality. I know that quality mm-hmm. is great. Just like I know my sizes. I know that shit in and out because I've been doing it. Same thing. So with a client of mine, she one of my nasty ones, she paid me the first time. Mm-hmm. She I tried to help her out. She wanted to get some more information about collections and things like that. She's loaded. The world is her oyster. And she can have anything that she wants. Unlimited black card, whatever. She paid me. I said, okay. And I write a check too. And I cash the shit too. So that's exactly what I did. Long story short, she now, to this day, Linda Florin, I love you so much. She's one of my um, closest confidants. Mm-hmm. She is a mentor to me. Um, but she actually told me, listen, I didn't feel as though you knew what you were talking about when you were expressing yourself to me. And it wasn't the delivery that she wanted. Mm. But I needed that because I was new. But I'm also very hard-headed. And I was like, who is this hoe? You don't know me. You don't know me, sis. And not for nothing, knuckle sandwich. So, like, how dare you? But I knew, I know now that when you, you have to take constructive criticism in whatever field you're in. Um, but Absolutely. for me, with a client experience as far as that, listen to your clients. And even if you feel like they're doing something wrong, um, 
they can they they are staring you in the right direction and even if you could feel like you could feel in a sense oh she's she's maybe just insulting my intelligence no she's not talk talk it out it's not always about you being right or they being right mm -hmm. and that's what it, it's a compromise in between that so for me it was a disaster but it ended up being a beautiful thing like it All was right. a it mm -hmm. was a neck and neck situation but again listen when you paying ten thousand dollars for a custom jacket i want yeah. the shit right true <laughs> i want the shit listen I, I paid you and you paid me back and, and that's the that's the end result on that but at the end of the day like i said it was a disaster because mm -hmm. she tried it mm -hmm. i gave it to her she gave it to me right back, but I, I applauded that because I like that. I, no, I love nothing more than a bossy bitch. Listen, give it, right. to, give it back to me. I love it. And that's what happened. But like I said, it, it, you have to listen. You have to listen. You have to learn how to compromise. Mm -hmm. So that, that was for me. So my story, um, I think what really pushed me to create my own, I always knew I wanted to, but it pushed me even further. Um, the company that I, I started out with told me that I needed to dumb down my design. And on the other hand... It was a co-worker or like a boss? I feel like they were just together. Like, <laughs> Well, one, I think they were just trying to get me out of there because she didn't like all the benefits I was getting. Right. Um, <laughs> she, she tried it. She mm -hmm. did. Um, so it went from dumb down your designs to your designs aren't good enough. And I'm sitting here like, you just told me two completely different polar opposite things about work. How can I be both sides of the spectrum and you tell me to dumb something down and you tell me to... I need to do better at it. So mm -hmm. that was when it, it just kind of pointed out to me. I was just like, um, you know what? I, I really, I had to sit there and think, because I'm like, you know what? I, I dream in sleep shoes. Like, I would wake up out of sleep and be like, this is the idea I got to do. I love it. Like, that <laughs> would be that. That's passion. And I stopped. I said, you know what? First of all, I don't think you guys are, you're not paying me what I should be getting, even as an entry person. Um, I'm not going to be giving y'all my ideas anymore. Mm -hmm. And it really broke my heart when we put out a Valentino shoe. Now, last time I checked, the name of our company is not Valentino. So why are we putting out a Valentino shoe? Now, you just told me that I need to dumb my designs down, but also my designs don't exist in the world. So you're a trend follower as opposed Wait, to a trend setter. Was it the one, the pointy toe with the line up with the straps on the side? Oh, yes, of course. That, I feel like wow. everybody with redid the that. Everybody but, redid that. It's, so I understand the little China-made shoes, right. but an actual family-started company that now designs for Neiman Marcus and designs mm -hmm. for these other brands, it's just like, why are we putting that out as a company when we, you claim that you know we went to the same school in Milan, so why are we not capitalizing off of original ideas? That's because you're, you're conforming to the line. True. And with, when that happens, I started to feel limited because I'm talking to him about merchandising. I said, this isn't right. This marketing isn't right. I said, we're not getting, we had some little girl doing our um, Instagram. I think we had like 30 followers. And I said, oh, please. how are we making 14 million a year? And we have some girl at home that y'all paying $50 a month. And mind you, this is <laughs> yeah, that looks is they do and they do. Business background is like rah, rah, rah. No, she, I was like, she I said, on no. she on it. Yeah. I said I said it's not right. I said we have to do more. I said we I said I have original ideas. I said and also I was one of the youngest people in the company. It was me and the other girl that really wanted to get me out of there she like she she just got jealous. Probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, well. Um we were the two youngest people in there and then everybody else was literally 
everybody was over 45. And this isn't a fashionable 45. This is a southern 45. This is a Texas 45. So their perception of fashion was so different. True. I grew up in L.A. I'm from L.A. I moved to Chicago when I was younger. Went to high school there. Moved to Atlanta. I didn't live in New York. I didn't been. So I've kind of been all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cultured. Very experienced. Been to Europe and all that other stuff. So I, you have to... What frustrates me is that you have so much talent. A company will have so much talent Don't sitting know in front of them. It. But because you are what you are and you look the way you do. Pass right by you. They look over you. Like, guess who's not working for that company anymore? <laughs> Aaliyah. <laughs> but guess who started that company the same year? I did. Right. And <laughs> I know that these shoes are going to be freaking amazing. And yes, it takes time. But I've learned so much. And I know that I'm not just gonna drop out a shoe that's just gonna, you know, pass and fly by. No, we're going to. I'm. This is a statement collection. You're going to know. Oh, that's an Aran shoe. Mm-hmm. Just like that's a Givenchy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to know that. And that's what we have to start doing. We have to start believing in ourselves because usually in entry level positions, we question, we doubt because we're like, oh, what do they think? What do they think? What do they think? And mm-hmm. that's exactly how or I was. You, or you're trying to prove yourself. Exactly. Right? Which right. I get a lot. Like I mm-hmm. feel like. Even, even not baby, not just at entry level, like yeah, not no. just at entry level, like Agreed. when I, level. just this past summer, I was interviewing, um, and I was interviewing actually one of the ones that was in the running was Fila. And you know, Fila is on the comeback now. Yeah. They're doing mm-hmm. a lot of different things now and they've increased their revenue, um, almost by 50% within the last two years. So, um, it was a product manager position. That's mm-hmm. my area girl. And she offered me $68,000 a year. You know, I looked at her a little sideways on that because first of all, it's New York City. Second off, did you mm-hmm. look at my resume? They don't Are care. You from, did you, you had to look at my resume in order for me to be here. Exactly. So in my response to that, I was just like, oh, I, I wouldn't be able to accept that. I'm very honest up front. You know, she told me what the salary range was. But when I got the interview, the paper, I mean, like the initial thing, it said 75 plus. Right. So I think I felt like she was trying me with that yeah, 68 bullshit. Just to get and your foot Just in the to door. see what I was gonna say. And then that's what she said. I said, Well, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do sixty eight. Um, that's not something that I And as do. soon as you let a company put you in, because I've seen people burnt like that, mm-hmm. you'll they'll make they'll you sign there. on the dotted line right. of the But you're not about to get me. So and I, you ain't never mm-hmm. seen a nope. seventy five thousand ever. I schooled her. I schooled her real quick. I was like, never. Well, I'm like, Well, no, I wouldn't take sixty eight. She was like, Well, you know, feel like we're growing and we increase the revenue. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know. So the fact that you increase your revenue by fifty percent within last year, which means you can afford me. Her response and her rebuttal was well I have other people that work here that have been working here for years that don't even make that I said I understand that but if those and people were qualified to do this position wait right. but also if those people was qualified to do this position why you would promote be in from it within? and you wouldn't be interviewing them. right why would you I was like why are you not promoting from within so she was mm. just like, you know, we thought about it, but we wasn't really sure. We kind of wanted to bring somebody else in with a lot of experience. Right. I Ooh. said, which is why I'm here. With a lot of experience. You, you want somebody with a lot of experience, which is why I'm here. She's like, well, I said, so I'm sorry. You just walked her into her own. I did. Oh, I ran circles with her. I knew, I, I knew that I wasn't going to take the position before I left because of this because of this conversation. This right. was like a 10-minute conversation. Right. So I was just like, well, yeah, you could have totally... You want somebody from outside, it's going to cost more. I was like, I wouldn't take 68 because I don't ask for more money just because of anything. I, first of all, I need financial security. Right. Second off, I know my worth. I have a master's degree, sweetheart, in fashion Period. management and merchandising. And you, you can pay see this. my resume. And she said, well, we'd like for people to come in and prove their stuff. Oh. I said, if my resume doesn't prove enough of my track record, 
and what I can do and when then I can bring to company, then it's not for me. But I could never accept $68,000 knowing yeah. that I'm not going to be able to pay my bills when I leave at night. And you mentioned that there is no off time, which means you don't have a work-life balance. You just told me that people don't get off here at 5 or 6. We just kind of leave when the job is done. Oh, that's what they you going to run me dry. That's what they don't tell No, she told me, though. No, she said that up front. She's like, yeah, we don't have an off time because she asked me what I was looking for in a position. And I, that's always one of my first things. I need a work-life balance. I've been in a position. I worked for fucking I've Akira. Done that. Oh I worked gosh. for Akira Chicago no for two that. years. And at Akira Chicago, I was working 12-hour days. Yeah, I went like three or four weeks one time mm-hmm. without off day is because I opened a high park store. So when I was opening that high park store, why I was. I think I remember you doing that. I opened that high park store. That's why I sure did. I opened that store and I hired the entire team. So, but I was still working at Block Thirty Seven and I was still working at uh, North Avenue. So okay. I was still splitting the days between those two. But so I still had, had to no hire for Hyde Park mm-hmm. and I still had to get Hyde Park ready. So I moved. I was living in South Shore at first. I moved to Hyde Park. I moved around the corner from the fucking store just so it would be more convenient for me. So as I'm going to work for these other two stores, when I got off or I was leaving those, I had the keys to the store before it was open. I'm going in there, girl, setting up fucking racks and stuff, having people come meet me at the coffee shop next door so I could interview them. I'm interviewing people at Starbucks because the store not open yet. Of course not. So I'm, I'm doing interviews after I get off work. It's like this. I can get this, this store completely staffed up and stuff. So that whole experience just working at Akira taught me like, gee. And then I ended up getting, I got laid off or whatever over some he said she say like mm-hmm. somebody went to them and told them that I left and went and got my nails done da, da, da. Oh, this first of all I can do what the fuck I want to do on my break and right. I never <laughs> take a break That's valid. Shit, I, didn't I never took a break. break because I didn't have an assistant manager and I got a key holder maybe after like six months like I never took a day off. Like I was always there. So finally, and I had to beg for it. I was like, "Gee, like this is a lot for me. Like it's a lot." And I had to beg my district manager to let me promote somebody from within. So I'm like, "Let me at least get a key holder," because they kept saying they was looking for an assistant right, manager, right, right. but they never found me one. Take that back. They found me one. Her name was Chastity. They did find me an assistant manager, and mm. they motherfucking made me fire her over some more hearsay shit. So when I got laid, they off, had no money I to knew. pay for ass. No, they, they had money to pay. I'm gonna tell you why. I don't know if she, she probably don't listen to this podcast, but I'm going to just put it out there. Sorry, Chastity. Sorry, Chastity, but this is what happened. No, she knows now because I told her. I told her because me and her, we got a, we became friends at the okay. shop. So she got hired in December and I had to fire her in January. They told me that. Damn, she, she 30 work, days? Wow. Yeah, like literally she wasn't there in no time. They told me Damn. that I had to fire her because she used to work for Flirty Girl Fitness, which okay. is a place in Chicago. Right. And supposedly she got fired from Flirty Girl Fitness because she was stealing liquor. So more hearsay. So they was like, well, we got to let her go here just because she tried to steal from us. And I'm just like, somebody what? randomly told somebody in another location is bullshit. So I'm like, I'm not firing Chassie because of something. You start shit and ruin it's all white people It's all white people, though. Exactly all I white mean. people, though. And I was just like, I'm not firing Chastity because of something that somebody else did. And like, that's illegal. You're talking about something that a customer came in and told another manager and they got back to corporate. Well, but if you want to call these corporate. You can't make corporate. that shit up. It's assassination of character. I'm yeah. going to make that so up. So I was like, I'm not firing her based off of that. No. They're like, oh, no, you're not going to say that. You're going to tell her that we're doing cutbacks and that we can't hire. And the last, last person hired is the first one fired. So I'm like, gee, I can't do it. Because at this point, me and this girl is friends now. So I'm like, I can't do it. So my district manager, she felt bad about it, too. This came from mm, Top Top. Right. So she like, oh, my God, Lenise, we got to do it today. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I cannot lie. I cannot sit in front of Chastity's face and lie to her like that. I just can't fucking do that shit. So me and her went in the bathroom, right? So me and, me and the district manager in the bathroom, like, whew, whew, whew. 
trying to figure out how to fuck we gonna fire the child so we go in the back room pull her in the back or whatever district manager starts talking bitch i just started she started talking cassie started crying i started crying too g because i knew it was some bullshit so she had to say i couldn't i couldn't open up my mouth because you fucking with people's lives she told me she was like you got to do it you're the store manager and i'm like i can't yeah. And also, I didn't hire Chastity. Y'all hired her, too. So I don't right. feel like I should have mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Like, y'all found her and y'all hired her. And y'all put that bug in my ear, too. Right. But she was my shit. bitch. Like, that was my... Me and this bitch was going out every other night. Like, we was having... Like, she was had became, like, a real good friend to me. Yeah, She's still my friend to this day. Right. And I'm just like, I cannot do this shit to her. Like, this shit is whack as fuck. Yeah. So I just started crying. And I cut up my mouth. Stop. Not crying. Bitch, because she was crying. She was crying, so I started crying. So I was just like, was gee. And I ended up telling yeah. her maybe like a couple weeks later or whatever because she came back in the store to get her last check and she was yeah. shopping and stuff like that. So yeah, I told her what was up or whatever. And I, I was just like. I wouldn't spent the fucking diamond there either. She better not have been shopping there. She did. She did. She bought it. Because, you know, she, but, but she did. But I ended up doing that too. Because like, it's like you almost want to be like, I can still make it without you. Because I ended up going in there after I got fired. And bitch, I spent a bag in there. I was on my way to Vegas. And all these motherfuckers was wrong. And I wasn't working, bitch. I was traveling. You was like, <laughs> Well, bitch, you was on a different Lego, bitch. You know, she I was, was like, crying. She need to spend shit. But no, her. she was fine, though. Like, she was good. Like, she got her okay, job real quick. Right, I literally came in a week later, bitch. I bought like eight pairs of shoes. I bought a whole <laughs> bunch of clothes and stuff like that. And then I'm like, they're like, well, you going off in here? And I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go to Vegas. Fuck y'all talking no, about. You I didn't work the whole summer, though, bitch. That was the best time of my life. Yeah. I, I was sh- that was the first time I never worked. But I capitalized on prom on prom season. Yeah. I capitalized on wedding season. And I made my money. And I made my own schedule. And I traveled. I went to mm. fucking Texas. I went to Atlanta. I went to Philly. You I went to Vegas. Shit. I was out there living my best life that whole summer. I didn't get a job until, like, the end of the summer. I'm like, all right, bitch, you need to go Now back you to need work. to start. <laughs> look, the summer's over. Now it's getting cold. Summer, it's, 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 uh, it's you need cold. to go back to work, bitch. It's about that time now. And I ended up getting a job right away. And I started working for Halston Heritage. And I started selling evening gowns and stuff. But then I worked at Halston for, like, six months. And I'm like, bitch, I'm about to move to New York. I'm done with <laughs> and that's what look entrepreneurship is just mm-hmm. it's just the way to go it is at the end of the day listen I, I'm a hard I told y'all in the beginning I'm a hard headed I'm a hard headed nigga I mm-hmm. never listen ever and I don't like authority I'm a tourist for real honey oh, I shit. don't I don't do All it right, look we've got that much time though well, cause I think we? I feel like it's somebody who's supposed to be in here at 5 too. So I'm about to run through these no, last questions though. Wait, 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 we were they, so, yeah. they did. So we're gonna run over a little bit, but not too much. Okay. But I okay. wanna make sure I get in these okay. last okay. Questions. Right, get these questions. I feel like we already talked about this though. Hmm. Wait. Did I say anything about have y'all ever felt like I had to dumb down your blackness in y'all positions? Like you had to either like cut your nails shorter or oh, like no. not, not wear your natural we, hair. Like have you ever felt we like didn't you had to dumb down that, that? But yes. Yes. Yeah. I you, feel like I couldn't wear braids. You, and that's how my hair grows the fastest. Uh, we talked yes. about this in the car on the way here. I said, listen, bitch, if you know me, you know Danielle, you know DZ, I'm telling you, I will literally have nothing. I'll be bald. I have a sewing. I have 30 inches, bitch. I don't care. But my nails, <laughs> they try it with my nails. I've been, if you know me, 10 years, 12, I've been getting my nails done. I started babysitting. I was 14 years old. I will never stop. This is my thing. I love it. They tried me. And one of the interviews, they actually cut your nails. I remember. They asked me, and it was for, and it was for Burberry. And they asked me to cut my nails. And that was a deal breaker, bitch, because how dare you? How dare I you? I feel like they shouldn't comment on your hair or your nails in the interview anyway. Like, you I don't even work here yet. You can't say that. How dare you? And not for nothing. I'm like, and not for nothing. I remember I was even changing the colors. Bitch even cut down. And not for nothing. I felt like this is short. (laughs) (laughs) This is short. Listen, uh, this is short. I even stopped tone down my colors. And I don't even do crazy colors because I I know my place in the circle of life. Listen, 
they long enough. I don't need to do rhinestones and shit like that. I'm past that stage in my life. I, I ain't doing all that glitter, country shit. I don't got time for it. They long enough. I have them painted. They're nice. No chip, nothing like that. But the, when you're trying to tell me to cut my nails down because it's going to affect my work. No, it's not. I can zip up a garment in two seconds. <laughs> and then get a stock person. Bitch, help me then. If you see a bitch struggling, help me do it. <laughs> so... You know, but that's what I'm saying. But how dare you? They actually, it, what my hair has never been an issue, but my nails in recent years have actually come an issue. And like I said, Burberry was one of those companies that actually tried me. Mm. Long story short, obviously I'm not working for them now. And they did end up sending me a contract the day after I got a contract from Rent the Runway. Look at God. But I paid them the same way they paid me. And they tried me by trying to offer me a seasonal position as an assistant manager. Bitch, Ooh, don't you ever. Seasonal. That. Why even hire a seasonal manager? That is exactly how you I tried feel. it. Why even hire a seasonal manager? You tried it because you tried mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Nope. Just because my nails, you're, you're trying. I said, you know what? I'll pay you. I, let me see what this is. And I wanted to see what this rent the runway thing was. And I wanted that e-commerce under my belt because I don't have, I have a brick and water mm -hmm. background. I'm into that storefront, that in your face. But in the age that we live in now, e-commerce is live and kicking. It's and rent the that's, runway that's is a I'm lot of technology now. behind that. Like Period. Between the it's app, all technology. Book, like having to like schedule like when you're going to have your outfits and stuff Period. like that. Period. Everything is company. Done. It's a br it's brilliant done. company. Shout out to Jen. I love you. And, and Maureen. I saw you earlier. Hey, boo. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's what it is. But that's but those are those are things that you you take with you with a grain of salt. And I took that with me with a grain of salt. I said, okay, you know what? And I really tried it. I tried to dumb it down. And I'm like, hell For no. What? There's a person that's gonna love every bit of these stiletto nails. Right. Did somebody did. actually tell you about the braids, or you just kind of felt not. it? Did they touch your hair? Somebody rub your hair? Touch your hair? Oh girl, they always ask. Can we touch your hair? Um, <laughs> I love it. Can I touch? But they're not supposed to, right? But like that's so. It, no, I don't feel like hey, they. Why do you do well, why is it hair the biggest thing though? Because why it's not silky like theirs. That's why. How do you do? I I didn't show so many fucking Asians and white people what a track is. I'm just like I get on my nerves. It gets on my nerves. Yeah, I just end up showing them. How does it? And how do you get it? And you sew to your scalp. I'm <laughs> telling you, no, it's on the brain. And, and at least you got hair. Imagine a bald bitch like me when they see a bitch with a brush cut, and then they see the bitch got a mohawk one day sitting on top of the hair like. Just, I mean, but to me, it's. Have you seen the freaking runways? Like, how do you think they do it? I mean, it's the same thing. They think everybody's Diane but it's, Ross. It's different. <laughs> it's different when it's in your face and it's here and it's not on the runway. But it's the same thing. They have a quick weave on the runway. It's That's the right. same she thing. She has been wearing wigs for 150 years. You think all that shit is her hair? Absolutely no, you've got not. To be kidding how old is she Absolutely. now? She still has that same and about she shit oh, black. Shit about thin as this right here. Okay. They ain't got nothing. So quick, designer uh -huh. labels post versus fast fashion. How you feel about those people who are designer labels? What versus fast fashion? How do you feel about the people who call themselves like fashion mavens, fashion gurus, but they only wear labels? To me, you're my not personal opinion, you're not healthy you're mix not. of both. You need both. But if you, you can only, but if you only you wear one. Are you really that fashionable? See, are you, are you only wear labels? Because you're not because you're not cultured. At right. the end of the day, we talked about this in the beginning. I have clients now that be like, I only wear name brand. And I'm like, well, oh, well, honey. Um, they made it the same manufacturer as Uniglow. Thank you. <laughs> I, I guess they don't tell you that. Thank you. You don't know that, but I'm telling I you. Know. Uniglow exactly. and Theory are coming from the same place, sweetie. It's the same exactly. fucking same. So the same I, to me, I feel like I don't. I got my Louis bag today, but I got on a, a little cheapy sweatshirt. But it's cute, and it's, it's raw cut edge, and it's just like... You mix what you want to. It's not June Ambrose. I love her. Oh, Shout out to June. That's who I she's was. A, oh she's a she's a number one supporter yes. of mixing fashions. Yes. She will be drenched 
in a ten thousand dollar boot. But I'm telling you, she'll be wearing Buffalo Exchange yes, on will. the top. Yes, Facts. She, she loves that, and that's what I'm here for. I will love. I love that. Is, that's my. That's my look. I love. A I high love that. A high low mix. moment. Mm-hmm. That's what I told you. I said I'm wearing everything rented. Rented. This is thrifty <laughs> shit. Thrifty, and the other shit is rented. And it's crazy because to me, and having lived in New York for a little bit, um, seeing how you guys can go to a thrift shop and just and you can I'm come like, up. I'm like, look at that bitch with that outfit on. <laughs> she oh, thrift shop. Live. Thrift shop. And it's like, to me, and I, I, I love, to me, I'm a, right now I'm a, I'm a collector of sequin blazers, not blazers, but those old school jackets. Um, what's his name? Is it Robert Kazar? Coke, like car coats? I have to show it to you. Like just like that, just straight cut. Kind of straight, it's like, it's kinda like a but there are all these jackets that they used to make in the sixties and seventies, and they're all from India, and they're silk and that's dope. Oh Did my god, mm-hmm. girl, let me know the answer. So let me, when mm-hmm. I you it's, send me that shit over. I want okay. to see that urban <laughs> fashion versus ready to wear fashion. I, I'm still the same. Um, I'm I'm in the, mix, I'm in between. A mix of both. I'm in between. You need to have a balance. You do. Who, who are you I to say you can wear name brand right now and then not whatever? Right. I don't like the client. Well, I'm not going to say I don't like the clients. I love the clients. But the people that say, well, I'm bohemian. I'm preppy. I'm, I love it. I I'm love a hippie. When they say that. I love it. Like, like, sis, you're not, though. But it's like, it's like, okay. But it's like, to me, I'm bohemian. I'm street. I'm edgy. I'm classic. I'm, it's like, I'm literally everything. I like how I feel you don't day. have to be like one thing. It has no boundaries. Why it's, you keep putting labels exactly. on shit? They love putting labels exactly. on stuff. Stop putting the label on it. I and don't just let care. It go. Let it go. So, what are your long-term career goals, like for Trendy D Styles? And I want you to tell me what your long-term goals are. Um, Trendy Styles has been literally a, a, a baby of mine that I've been trying to cradle. Obviously, I have a lot of stuff on my plate, uh, but I will be catering to her very soon. Long-term goals, really, just getting that name out there, letting other chocolate girls know, and not even just chocolate girls, letting all women know and men know, because at the end of the day, stop with all this chocolate girl, brown girl, green girl shit for girls. (laughs) We're girls, and we're actually people, and I'm teaching my own daughter the same thing. You can do whatever you want to be. You can can aspire to do anything you want to be. I am raising the next Michelle Obama. There she is. There she is. I bring my work with me wherever she is. That's my baby. We got a baby on deck. She right there. That's my baby, and, and, honor, and I'm raising an honor roll student. Ain't no, you can't be a pretty yes. dummy, and that's what we're doing too. Because there's no sense of being pretty and, and dumb as hell. Put them right. to shame. Put them to shame. shame. And, but I, but I literally instill that in my own children. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just want the knowledge of people just to know that you can be a modern and millennial parent. You can go to happy hour. You can fucking go to a PTA meeting, yep. bitch. You can go to a nine to five job, bitch, or whatever hours it's not you work. One dimensional. You can live your life mm-hmm. and still love fashion and dress how you want to and be the person you want to mm-hmm. wear whatever you want to wear. If you want to wear a crop top and your stomach is sticking out, bitch, who's gonna tell you not to? Did your card swipe? Did you charge it? You sure did. So that's what matters, and nice. that's pre- that's period. Long term goals, really. Shit, I'm gonna be the leader of the free world. Huh. Talk high. So long term goals. Um, I'm looking to release a Ren within the next I'm gonna say two to three years, and I say that because we in the fashion, we know that we are years Got ahead you. of time. You so need that. We have mm-hmm. to get it right. Um I also I'm a lover of jackets and pencil skirts, yeah. and I would love to get into apparel as one. I have no experience as far as the patterns and the sewing of that, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I can't do it because right. everybody else is doing it. Exactly. Um, and, and that's what I do. 
She and I were already supposed to have been doing some shoe stuff. Three years ago. still going to be doing that. Well, let me know when y'all need me to actually set this shit up. Because I styled her first fashion show at Styles Fizzle. Well, let's do it. It was amazing. It was an amazing, we had an amazing time. And that was, that was, that was amazing. That was our first, that was our first show in New York. We had a fucking bomb time. Models was hit. They was hit. And they bitch, was professional models. Professional they models. They like thin. They were cute. Paint. They were beautiful. And fuck, fuck y'all who tried me saying I can't zip up a garment, bitch. I bet y'all was taping titties that day. <laughs> <laughs> sure was. Sure was. Period. Um, yeah. So, oh, go ahead. And in addition to other long-term goals, and just to speak for us in our community, mm-hmm. um, we don't only have to be one-dimensional as far as what we do. Like you said, we can be this, we can be that, we can yeah. be her, we can be, you know, so many different shapes. I'm also getting into the medical field as well. Come Mother on, doctor. Mother's, mother's a doctor. Now, I'm not going to be a doctor, but I'm getting into that industry because why? Cosmetic. You know, that medical spa is hit right now. That bio, she can come out with a hair, Carolina, makeup, line, not, like all that biology. No, no, no. We're going to do injections. We're going to be doing all the stuff that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Well, let me know when I can get a midday procedure. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. It's going to be open in Illinois, so you're going to have to come to Chicago. Oh, Chicago she, she always trying to get me to fly over to West. No, but I'll be Damn. following because I'll be having locations in a few different. Oh, yes. papers have already been filed. We got the certificates. I'm on my shit. Come on, copyright, trademark, yes. Yes. <laughs> Serious. I thought I'm a businesswoman first. Yes. Trademark your shit. Tax ID, baby. That's yes. how you know this so, shit is real. Mrs. Business Manager. I love it. I love it. And shoe connoisseur. Yes. Period. Period. Uh-huh. And then we got the style maven over here. The last segment is fashion inspo segment. So if you have any exhibits readings or like any like current music that you'd like like to just shout out that you think that people should kind of cling to do you have any you know what i'm actually following this girl um denise she's actually from chicago i met her her name is denise i don't have my phone on me um where you phone at marco oh my god wait shout out to denise because i found her at rent the runway um, she's from Chicago. She's actually an influencer for Rent the Runway. She is a plus size model. Nice. But she is the cutest thing. I'm obsessed with you, Denise. I so love anybody, you. So anybody that's having struggles and up on a plus side finding clothes, you can basically look to her. Denise Marie. Y'all can Denise follow Marie. her right on, right on Instagram. She's her, her bio is so cute. It's curvy fashion style blogger, believer in all things colorful. Yes, Denise. So I'm okay. here for her, and she is lit. Um, she's not a chocolate girl, but she stands for everything that I stand for, and I live for that. We had a small conversation, but you know those conversations that you have, those 10-minute conversations that you have with people you never know, you never knew, and then you felt like you knew them forever? That's what we had. Mm-hmm. And it was an instant connection. Met her during Fashion Week this year, and she's pretty amazing. So she's always an inspo for me on, on social media right now. Um, that's what I'm looking for. That's a real person that you could actually connect with, not like a June Ambrose. Cause shout out to June, I love you, mom. All right. And who, who you got? Is a person or a reading or an exhibit or anything? Who's giving me life as of lately? Uh, the Billy Porter. Yes, um, his mix of Ooh. masculinity and femininity, and not being defined. And I love a masculine blazer. With no bra. Honey, that tuxedo um, gown was a trip, honey. He tried it. He I blew just, up the whole internet with that. Yeah, and and I, just, I made the ugliest Christian Siriano, like, you're crazy. And I love you it. you slayed. And it's just like, and he's so confident. And he's so just like, 
just reading his backstory and what he's been through and he's like I just finally just stopped trying to appease other people I just stopped he said I was just me and he said sometimes I feel like wearing a dress sometimes I want to wear pants at the same time so this Boo, is what we have period and this is what fashion is alright so it. mine is Miss Issa Rae Mm. I love her. She was just on the cover. She was. And she was. And she's just so freaking beautiful. And I just love everything she about. She rooting for everybody black. She's black girls. Mm. And that's why I she do. Is. I root. She, she like she, she is. Girl, I'm here with it. Like, yeah, I'm black power all the yeah. way. I'm rooting yeah. for everyone. She black as shit, I just too. love. She is. She black as hell. That, that's she's a nigga. She's <laughs> She is. She <laughs> black as hell. That is a She is black as and hell. And then, um, I love it. reading wise, um, I just would like people to read uh, the plan, the product, the process. It's by Lisa Noel Hopkins. She's actually a teacher from Columbia as okay. well as Melissa G. Carr. And it just helps you understand the process of like starting a, a product line, period. Whether it's clothing, whether it's shoes, whether it's accessories, anything like that. Like this book will give you all the way from like a, the plan, <laughs> the business plan, what to file, LLC, S Corp, down to the product, how to get the product manufactured, the entire process. And, you know, for all the inspiring entrepreneurs out there, I don't care what you make, this book will be beneficial to you regardless of whatever you make. And it'll really help you um, really learn a little bit about the business and know where to scope things, where to um, outsource things, where to bend things. It's an amazing book. She was my teacher. She was my uh, merchandise management teacher. She was my yeah, fashion product yes. evaluation teacher. She was my styling teacher. And she was everything. And she's a black girl, and she's yes. a chocolate girl. Her name is Lisa Noel Hopkins, she, and she was the um, advisor for Fashion Elite Modeling Organization, Bossy organization girl. that I started at Columbia College. And the entire e-board was all black women, mm. and we killed it. Mm. Just, chocolate chips. Yeah. You know, I have one. in there. One more book to add on gotcha. uh, would actually help me because I feel like the footwear industry is so like hush hush. Like you don't know where to start. You don't know. You don't. Where to mm. go. That's you the don't secret know. society. Actually, true, that shit true. is actually it really is. If you don't that's know amazing shit. somebody in Italy, guess what? You ain't producing in Italy. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> that's just not, what's not happening. True. So there's a um, company called Fashionary. Fashionary. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's they a pink have, book. You showed yes, it to me. Yep. Okay. Uh, Live for it, die for it. Their shoe design book, their bag design book, um, their fashion business manual as well, is similar to the book you were discussing. It mm -hmm. tells you every single thing to do. So if you don't have a business background, if you aren't familiar with it, if you don't know where to start with shoes, if you haven't the slightest clue, and I went to school for it, so I know some, mm -hmm. but you know, to have I love books. I mm -hmm. love to be able to flip to a page. Like I love that, and that's that's so important. So that's a dying trade too. Yeah. I still no. I I, I tried to download like one book on an iPad. Yeah. That shit don't work for me. I, I, I need a page turn. I, I need to be able to highlight. Yes. Yeah. I, I have need to write. be able to tab. Yeah. I can't. It's a it's a dying trade. It's a tab, tab 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 tab. They put an Amazon bookstore right on Thirty Fourth Street. I will walk right up in there and get whatever I need. Yeah. It's called Amazon Books. I ain't even got to go to Amazon. I can walk in Amazon Books. Say that book one more time so I can put that in my notes too. I'm gonna get uh, it. Fashionary. It's the fashion business manual. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I love it. From top to and bottom, I'm gonna put this everything all in the to show do. Notes too, along it. with uh, Aaliyah's contact and Danielle's I contact, you guys, if you want to reach out at any point and how to keep up with them. But thank you so much, ladies, for joining You're me. You're welcome. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> and Danielle, shoe connoisseur over here, Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, thanks for tuning into the Black and Fashion you, Podcast. So uh, you know, you guys can always keep up with me at Lenise Collier, LC Apparel Consultant, Black and Fashion Podcast, and you can always email the Black and Fashion Podcast at gmail.com for any. 
any questions or topics that you want us to go over. You guys want to throw out your Instagram handles? Come on, credentials. Or email. Well, she done ran down the whole thing. Oh, I do. I say it and I put it in the fucking notes. I love it, honey. <laughs> Make sure y'all get the credentials, honey. Well, you can at me at Little Miss Trend, honey. <laughs> um, and you can find me. Actually, you can find me right on West 15th Street. And you want to get your little styling on, honey. You want to get you a new wardrobe. Come check me out. I'll let you, girl. You can find me on Instagram at Aaliyah Loren. I think it's underscore Loren. Aaliyah Loren. <laughs> I'll put it in the notes, too. All right, but y'all. Usually, Travin, catch me, find me, send me a message, whatever. Smoke signal, something. SOS. SOS, anyway, flag. All right, y'all. Stay black. Peace out. Love y'all. See you.